This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, I'm your host, Chris Hambling. Um, with me today, Ben Nagel. Evening, Chris. How you doing? I'm great, thanks, Ben. That's a different introduction to your normal <laughs> hello. Well done. Good effort. Uh, no fur had this week, um, but we have two people taking his place, and it does take two people to replace fur had. I'm sure you'll agree. First up, we have Aaron. Hiya, folks. You might know me as Eagles fan on the Holmesdale. Here to give you a good evening of Paris. <laughs> good man and we've also got Albert alright alright mate eagle eyed Albert of course from from Homestale ok first up we're going to talk about the Sheffield United match um, myself and Aaron weren't at the game sadly but both Ben and Albert did, did attend that match and we're just going to have a quick montage of commentary and the press conference given the key moments season's never going to be uh, decided today, but it's nice to get the three points. You know, I think the lads worked their socks off very efficiently in their job to be very professional. And when I look back, you know, we played as a team. The guys at the top then got us a bit of magic today. And, you know, it's a good three points. Zaha, there's it up to Vaughan. Under the bar in the end, but Wilfred Zaha's been in fine form this season. Setting up James Vaughan, the on Everton striker. Yeah, we gives us something to build on, you know. We're looking, uh, you know, when I first taken over, you know, we, we were uh, in terms of goal difference, I think we were the, we were the bottom in the whole four divisions, you know. So, you know, we've kept them our clean sheet, which we've been working hard on. Definitely the, the guys and the credit we've got to be given to them. We're taking on board what I've asked them to do. And we've got something to build on, you know, and obviously we've tried to turn these these sort of very tight games our way and getting the goals that I did think would happen in terms of at the top end of good quality players. It's slowly starting to come together. I'd say we've got a long way to go. But as you know, there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a little bit of uh, light there in terms of what we're trying to achieve. Another Sheffield United corner. Crushed by Cresswell. Off the line by Nathaniel Klein. Klein in the right place at the right time to clear the ball away. Blades going close to an opening goal. One ball forward again, it will drop behind for a goal kick this time, but there's a good clearance by Nathaniel Klein. Corner came in, Cresswell into a crowd of players, got the final touch. Yes, it was a great goal, you know, and Darwin's got a lot of credit because he's had a few injuries this year, and it's not helped him, and 
you know, he's been very dedicated in terms of being at the training ground more than after the last four or five weeks. And, you know, it's a great, great credit. And I told a lot of youngsters to look at the way he trains because it's only a matter of time before Batman don't start scoring goals like that again. Clearance again from Spironi towards James Vaughan. Vaughan, nice flick. Here's Ambrose, sat up nicely for him. And a wonderful strike. Darren Ambrose finally breaks Sheffield United's resistance. And it's a stunning goal. 21 minutes to go. Still time for United to get back into this one. But what a strike from Darren Ambrose. One flick. The Blades defence just backed off him enough to get the shot in. Simmonson beaten. I think it's what I played on Tuesday, you know, when you go to Portsmouth, you know, we, we, we played down the cup, start the season, uh, you know, we've done alright, so that's starting on Tuesday, it's the way form that for me we need to address, and that's probably the professional side of me coming out, but that's that's what we're working to. In the corner, headed down off the line by David Wright, and for the second time, the Blades are denied on the line, and a break on here for Sean Scannell, he's got Ambrose up with him. Ambrose looking for his second goal of the game. Well, that was much easier than the one he scored. Did well on the break there, Sean Scannell. Ambrose picked out that stunning volley not so long ago. Couldn't back it up with a second goal. Just over the bar. Well, there goes the whistle. Crystal Palace have taken the points and equaled an eight-game record without conceding a goal at home. Just keep on doing what we've been doing. Uh, and it's no hidden, it's no, I'm not hiding anything. We've got a good, uh, starting with a good solid base to work from. Uh, we're not far from Real Madrid, but, you know, we've played very efficiently. And we've got players at the top end that will score goals. And history tells you to score goals, so if I get anything about me, I will set my team up to be difficult to play against and the guys at the top end will score goals because that's what they've done their whole career so it ain't nothing magical from myself it's these players taking on board and giving them a little bit of vision Hi, welcome back just before we go into the uh, discussion on the Sheffield United match just uh, give you a quick reminder of our usual contact details you can email us on radio at homesdale.net uh, give us a call on 0208-123-1646. That's a local rate, and that will come out of your bundle on a mobile. You can text us a short message on 81696. Uh, start your message with TXT Space Eagles. We're on uh, we're on Twitter now, as uh, on twitter.com forward slash whole radio. If you start your message with at whole radio, we can pick that up from there. And the Homesdale itself is on Facebook on facebook.com forward slash homesdale dot online. Okay, we're just going to go straight into talking to the about the Sheffield United match and some early thoughts for you from you, Ben. Yeah, notable performers. I'd say I've got three that I I in particular want to talk about, and that's Neil Dans, Darren Ambrose, and Paddy McCarthy. Uh, they're a trio that in the past have been instrumental in our performances. You know, three of last season's star players that helped to keep us up. I think Paddy had his best performance of the season on Saturday. He gets in there with a diving header, there's lots of big tackles, and the partnership with him and Gardner is becoming stronger and stronger, and that can only be a good thing in the position we currently find ourselves in. You know. I think, in my personal opinion, Dan's played a lot better than he has done in previous weeks as well. I know he's received some stick on the homestead in the last couple of days, but you can't really fault his work rate during the match. You know, he chased everything, he picked out some good passes, and he never gave up. And when you're scrapping at the bottom of the table, you know, that's the kind of player that you do need in your team with a bit of passion. Um, we know the yeah. potential that he's got yeah. at the moment. I don't know if the tactics that we're playing with suit him. Um, as for Ambrose, he's my third player. I think Nicole says it all really, doesn't it? Uh, the flick on from Vaughan was good, then up on his left, bang with his right. You know, it's really something special. He had the free kick in the first half as well, Simerson tip wide. And they're two pieces of class that we saw so often last season and hopefully now we can start to see him back to his best, you know, injury free. Um, when he celebrated the goal, it looked like it meant a lot to him as well. So, yeah, yeah really no, good. Yeah, no. Saw that as well in the highlights. Um, you got any uh, thoughts on that yourself, Albert? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean it was a... It wasn't the greatest thing I know that. It was tense. Sorry, mate. Well, we've lost. We've lost Albert there. Not sure what's happened. Terrible stuff. Um, <laughs> it's a good start for him. I mean, I think perhaps he, uh, 
thinks perhaps the whole show has just rejected him. It's a bad start to his career. Anyway, <laughs> um, okay, I mean, obviously, Ben, um, you talked obviously about Darren Ambrose there. Um, yeah. And obviously, the gold, the gold is the thing that everyone's seen, whether they were there yeah, or not. Definitely. And it's, I have to say, I, I, my first thoughts when I saw it, and admittedly, I was quite drunk and in a pub in Brighton. Um, <laughs> but I did, I just looked, I looked, I thought the, um, I thought the uh, the ball had sort of flicked up unintentionally off of his foot, and uh, yeah. and sort of watch, watching it back that evening, it was it was just it was a stunning piece of skill. Um, was it that obvious at the game? Um, I'd say I'd say yes. You know, we know that he is capable of that, and you know, I wouldn't have expected any less from him. Really, we've seen some stunning goals from him in the past, and that just added to his collection. I'd say, um, yeah, fantastic goal. Okay, brilliant stuff. Are we going to give you another try, Albert, to see if you're back? We'll give it a go, eh? Hey, you <laughs> are. Okay, mate, sorry, you're, you're notable performers for the day. Uh, yeah, mine are actually a bit different to Ben's. Uh, I thought Scannell was probably man of the match um, for the amount of time he was on the pitch. You know, he came on, he was just so direct. Yeah. And, uh, his pa- you know, his, his pace was just sort of outstanding. Didn't really need to try the little flicks and, and things that Zaha tries to beat a man because yeah. he can just sort of walk past them. Um, but I thought Dicker Troy stood out sort of across the 90 minutes you know non-stop effort classy touches and you know his, his work his work rate was uh, fantastic i thought okay that's great stuff mate uh, sorry um aaron i believe you got a question for the guys i do um fellows we'll go to ben um mm-hmm. tactic wise you see doogie went for more of an attacking setup or try to you know sit back and catch him on the break yeah, well, obviously we're playing one up top, and that seems to be working all right. It's a, it's a lot more defensive. I know when Dougie Kang said that he would originally be starting from the back and working his way up, and I think we've got the back sorted now. You know, we're not conceding that many goals as you can see with our record at home, and we've we've won at the weekend. But I would like to see somebody partner Vaughan up up front, whether that's Scannell, who I prefer, um, Easter, Everson, Cunyago. I mean, we're not short of options at all. It's just about finding the right partnership. We've done it with the centre backs, like I said. So now we need to look at the attacking part of the team and find the right way to kind of sort that out, get a few more goals. Mm. And uh, Matt, what would your views be on that? Yeah, I thought the tactics were. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, I was a bit disappointed to see only one up top. But um, you know, like you say, we're we're trying not to lose games at the moment, and uh, anything above that's a bonus. But I think once you know, once everything's a bit more settled and everyone's fully fit, and we've had a bit more time to sort of try out different combinations, I think you know we probably will go two up top. And but I think we're sort of we're almost sport for midfielders at the moment. So I think. It, Mm. Freeman's trying to sort of utilise as many of them as possible um, yeah. and apart from Vaughan all our strikers seem to be of a similar ilk so no one's really stepping up and claiming a second place that's you yeah. know and that goes to a midfielder yeah. it seems OK well thanks for that I mean yeah I think it's, it's probably fair to say Dougie's doing the right thing and being in bit sort of it's just gradually creeping along I know I know some fans on the Homesdale have been have been fairly critical of, of perhaps us being a little bit you know, not really sort of lacking adventure, perhaps not really taking any risks, but you can kind of understand why that is, and and the rewards we we can all see. We're no longer in the the relegation zone, so it's it's got to be a positive, really. Um, okay, I mean, substitution-wise, and obviously you've, you've you've talked about Scannell, so I'll start with you, perhaps Ben. Um, mm-hmm. Sort of the the timing and perhaps choices he's made in substitutions, Dougie. How do you think yeah, they got on with that? I think he's been spot on, you know, for for the whole time he's been there. Really, he doesn't make a lot of a lot of wrong decisions. There were three substitutions on Saturday. We had Zaha on for Scano in the 66th, Ambrose for Davis in the 87th, and then Vaughan for Kanyago at the same time. I think Zaha definitely needed to come off. Maybe maybe we took him off 30 seconds too late as he managed to get himself a yellow card. You know, he's just getting frustrated. <laughs> um, but as as uh, we said, Scano came on, and he changed the game, and he was fantastic. Um, the the Davis substitution was just to tighten things up a little bit, make it a bit more defensive. Um, yeah. for the last well eight minutes because of the extra time that was played um, but yeah that, that certainly worked and then Cunyago came on just to hold the ball up obviously and, and to get the yeah. ball to the corners which he did well so yeah three three good substitutions I'd say people were a bit suspicious when Cunyago was coming on saying you know why aren't yeah. we bringing on yeah. Easter or someone a bit different um, but yeah he, he did well uh, in the time that he was given I'd say OK um, Albert you, you think, think the same or perhaps maybe you'd have liked to see a different player come on instead of Cunyago or someone like that I think, yeah, but I mean, but the timing that they 
Kenyatta came on, I think it was almost irrelevant as to who came on because it was just to keep the ball in the corners and whatnot. I, and I've got to say, I quite like seeing Claude come on because he's no nonsense. So it was nice to see him back. Yeah, certainly. And not okay, killing anyone either. <laughs> yeah, for a change. <laughs> it's just the two uh, red cards this year. I mean, he got them quite quickly close together, but it's you know he's he's done all right since by not playing. Um, sorry, Aaron. I think your question was next, mate. Yeah. Um, effects on the table, Ben. We all know it was a definite positive effect on the table with pulling five points away from Sheffield United, and we've also played the same games as them. And we also have Scunthorpe to visit Sellers as well, where we could definitely take three points. Do you think we'll continue to climb? Um, well, it's obviously looking a lot better at the t- looking when you look at the table now. Uh, we've got that five-point gap, like you just said. And we're only a point away from Bristol City above us as well. You know, they don't have a game in hand. And uh, they're playing Watford at Vicarage Road tomorrow. So that's uh, that's a hard game for them. We could see ourselves in an even better position come 10 o'clock tomorrow. So, yeah, it's definitely looking a lot better after that result. Mm. And Matt? Yeah, you know, I think five-point cushion, you know, it's not a huge number. But, you know, I think psychologically, you know, it's huge for us. You know, eight games at home without a goal conceded you know it's just all about building the confidence at the moment and I think a five point cushion is you know it's perfect for now you know yeah okay that's great um, I'm just going to ask my sort of next couple of queries probably all in one go really since we're on a bit of a tight time schedule this week um, I mean essentially I want to talk about who are who the man of the match was in your opinion and also whether Sheffield United had any, any players of any note so I'll pr- probably start with you Ben OK, uh, starting with Sheffield United's best players. Just looking down at my notes, and I, I literally have nothing. Um, they, <laughs> they, they weren't good at all. I'll be honest, they weren't good at all. Um, before the game, uh, I read on one of the Sheffield United balls, actually, that, that they were worried about the game in particular. And, uh, yeah, it doesn't, it's not looking good for them, really. They're, they're not on a good run of matches, and none of their players seem to be really standing out. Um, yeah, tough time to be a Sheffield United fan. With yeah, regards to... Yeah. Palace man of the match, um, I'd say Paddy. You know, I talked about him earlier. He's been overlooked a lot recently. You know, been praising Gardner every week on the show, uh, but he was superb on Saturday. Uh, they had the chance where Paddy almost headed into our own net, but no, forget that. And he was really, really good. So solid all round, and he's my man of the match. Okay, excellent stuff, uh, Albert. Same, same questions to you. Really, think about Sheffield United and, and who was your Palace man of the match. I think a couple of the Sheffield United subs looked quite good at half time, warming up, but uh, I think that's about <laughs> it. I mean, uh, Simpson, the keep, keeper, made some good saves. One from Ambrose, yeah. one from uh, Dicker Choi. You know, I think it's a bit of a sad indictment when their keepers man of the match. Uh, our man of the match, though, yeah, as I've said, I think I thought Dicker Choi was great. Um, over the 90 minutes, yeah, I think if Scanner had been on for the 90, he'd have edged it. But I think just his effort, and it was his debut and great touches and his work rate at the end, trying to get the ball into the corners. He looked like he was going to not stop running like Forrest Gump and heard all the hoardings and go up the stairs. So, uh, yeah, it was impressive. OK, that's brilliant stuff. And I think, Aaron, your sort of last question coming up, really. Yeah, it'll be on the atmosphere of the game. Um, <clears throat> obviously, both being up there, you get to experience the atmosphere. Unlike me, you're seeing I'm listening to it on Sky Sports. Um, the atmosphere, we're not quite sure how many amount of fans were there. From what I heard, it was about 14 and a half. What was the atmosphere like? Mm, yeah, second half was a lot better. Obviously, when you score, the atmosphere is guaranteed to be buoyed a little bit. Um, yeah, we really got behind them in the second period. Nervy, nervy last five minutes, I must say. Um, but yeah, second half, really, really good singing, shouting, all of that, and yeah, very good performance from the crowd as well as the players. Yeah, and Albert, uh, well, you was not quite sure where you were, but obviously you got to hear Holmesdale loud and proud. Yeah, I'm yeah, sitting I'll, in the players' lounge. So, sorry, I'll, I'll, I'm sitting in the players' lounge. I was in the Arthur and you could hear, you know, the Arthur White lot were great, and the, the Holmesdale were great, but, you know, like I say, it was just so tense up until sort of half-time. There was a bit, bit of booing at half-time, which sort of, you know, never liked to hear, but I'd assume that was for the referee, who was a bit of a, yeah. bit of a dodge pot. Okay. <laughs> okay, guys, well, we've done well there. We've, we've run out of time on this particular subject. I just want to make uh, mention uh, that the person who was ringing up couldn't take your call straight away, but uh, we'll try and get hold of you again later or, or give us another call when we get to the open discussion, so sorry about that. Um, next up, we've got a we've got a feature that's been put together by by two of our Aussie listeners. Uh, I've heard it myself already. It is fantastic. Um, mm. It's called Five Minutes Down Under with Palace Garden Aussie Palace, and typically for Australians, it's nine minutes long. So um, I'll just put, uh, we'll just go straight to that now. Thank you.
minutes down under. G'day guys, Ryan here, also known as Aussie Palace. Uh, my name's Ross, aka Palace Guard. Welcome to the first show of Five Minutes Down Under. Uh, it's a uh, fortnightly show or maybe monthly show, we haven't worked it out yet. Um, with two of your favourite um, Aussie users on homestyle.net. Um, Ryan, tell us a little about yourself. Mate, just, I think we might not be the favourite, I think we're just about the only two. But no, there's a couple over there, but uh, I think we're some of the more proactive two at the moment. But yep. uh, as I said, thank you for having me, Ross. We've uh, come to your little uh, bedsit apartment here in East Melbourne. It's a Sunday afternoon here at the moment. Not too, uh, too bad outside, about 23, 24 degrees. Beautiful day. It is. So we're going to have a bit to talk about. We're not going to hold everyone too long. We just have a, a bit of a chat sort of a, about us. We don't want to bore too many people, but uh, just thought we'd give a, a perspective of a couple of Palace supporters on the other side of the world. And uh, and as, as a lot of you would know from down the bottom of Ross's post, you've, you've set up a, a bit of a Melbourne Supporters Club, Ross, and it's, it's kicking along. And there's, there's more than two members, you and I. There's, there's a few more in there. Definitely have. It's going along nicely. I think we're up to f- almost 40 members at the moment. So we're just waiting for the next pass game to come on TV so we can uh, all get together again and have a drink and watch the Eagles play. Any idea when the next one's coming on, Ross? Have we checked the schedule? or? We'll have a clue. Waiting for Sky to give us another game on TV, which they hardly ever do. Well, this is it, isn't it? This is the life of a Palace fan overseas. We don't even know what's happening one week to each other. And uh, uh, as a few uh, of our listeners will probably know, I started a thread last week, just sort of uh, a couple of weeks ago, correction, and uh, how I support Palace from overseas and uh, set my alarm for three minutes to two every uh, Sunday morning, sleep in the spare room so I don't wake the missus up and... Uh, Get a few hours keeping before the game, but uh, some drunk sod rings me at 1 o'clock uh, last <laughs> night. Here I am, fast asleep, thinking it's my alarm going off, getting ready for the game, all psyched up. And uh, who, who was on the other end of the line, Ross? Uh, it was myself. Um, really, really uh, huge mistake. Um, I went out last night uh, for my mate's birthday for, for a few drinks, and I really didn't want to miss the Sheffield United game last night. So I... Um, I wanted to get home before 1am Australian time, thinking that that was 3pm in England, but I totally stuffed up. It's actually only 2pm in England, and I was uh, in the taxi on the way home, and I wanted to know the team, the team news and who was starting. So I thought I'd give Ryan a call, but um, it was still an, I got home and it was still an hour to uh, hour to kick off. So I was quite drunk, had enough time to get some hungry jacks in for the game, which was good. Anyway, enough of the Ross's drunken hijinks. What about Daz's goal last night, mate? A vital six-pointer, and uh, the boys came up with the goods. How good was that down here to experience it? Aussie Palace, I must have replayed Ambrose's goal about 20 times this morning. It's amazing. I love it. Absolutely. So good. What did, you, what did you think of the game? What were your feelings? Oh, look, I, it really was a typical Palace home game, wasn't it? It was it was very few chances either side. It was pretty down. No one really wanted to lose. It did was, you stay awake? I did stay awake. Of course I stay awake, <laughs> mate. It, it, it's more a matter of getting back to sleep after the game. But no, that's why I'm in the spare room, mate. I had a bit of a muted cheer when, when Daz's goal goes in. And, and as you sort of touched on there, we, we don't get to see it. And shout out to Staffy, who always puts that... Uh, the first one to put that link up, but we don't really get to see the goals. We have to imagine in our head, as, as a few of our other Palace player listeners do as well. But yeah. um, not very proud of the boys last night. I mean, it, it's not pretty football from what we understand, and, and we're only sort of getting reports on the whole, and um, and obviously what we can hear on player, and we get the highlights a couple of days later. Obviously, we we uh, subscribe to player there, as, as we mentioned in our thread a few weeks back. But um, as I said, it's all sort of in our head. We have to imagine what's going on, but... Pretty happy with uh, with the result. Obviously, a bit of a buffer now over Sheffield there. And, um, Five points clear. Yeah, looking forward to the game on uh, on Wednesday morning our time, Ross, against Poppy. Yeah, um, I'm pretty pretty keen with um, the team and how it's playing at the moment. I think I'll make a few changes to, to the side. Um, I reckon uh, Zaha needs rest, and um, Scannell sounds like he's uh, performing every time he gets on, so give Scannell a go. And I reckon if Maro's back... Um, I'd, I'd start Mario over Mario over uh, right 
uh, in the centre of midfield. And sounds like new signing KG did all right as well. KG, and we're not even going to pronounce his surname because you can only imagine how it would sound in our accents, and uh, it's probably a bit of a, a curse word the way we would say it. But no, KG sound really solid. Had a couple of lashes on goal. But uh, I think maybe we're talking on the way here that uh, perhaps with all those strikers we bought a few weeks back uh, in on loan and, uh, and, and purchased that uh, maybe we can give uh, Vaughan a bit, of a, a bit of assistance up front. We've got Easter sitting there, we've got Everson. They're two different types of players, Ross, and um, uh, I think either one could probably get, get a go and, and help Vaughan out, especially games at home. I'll tell you what, mate. To be honest, when I first saw the line-up against Sheffield United last night and I saw that we were playing one up front... I was like, what is Dougie doing? One up front in a huge six-pointer match. We need to go for the win. Um, so I was, a bit, I was a bit worried at first, but of course then we scored. It, was, it, it all seemed to come good. Um, but hopefully hopefully there's some, a couple of changes made against Portsmouth. I don't mind us playing uh, one up front away to Portsmouth, but we'll see what Dougie does. In Dougie we trust. That's it, of course. All right, well, other than our uh, ridiculously terrible Australian accents that you're probably uh, thinking about right now, we, we do need to bring some uh, Australian flavour to this show. And uh, I touched on uh, a couple of posts in a thread the, uh, the other week on the whole there about uh, Kevin Musket and the uh, absolutely horrific tackle that... Uh, he took out on the uh, Adrian Zara there, the Melbourne um, Melbourne Heart player who's uh, he's done his knee and he's out for a year. But uh, Kevin Musket actually has uh, announced during the week that he will be calling it a day and will actually be retiring. And uh, I was driving home from work the other day, Roscoe, and uh, and heard a bit of a, an audio grab uh, of Kevin Musket there that was being uh, interviewed on SEN, which is a Melbourne sports channel, on the radio there. And... Uh, Look, uh, God love Musket. Uh, as I said, you either love him or hate him, but uh, you think he'd uh, kind of remember when mentioning his career highlights who exactly he played for again? Let's have a listen. Um, but uh, playing Wembley or something, playing Wembley in a final, the old Wembley that was against uh, Crystal Palace uh, no, against Sheffield United. You know, that's up there, but you know, for me. There we go. So, uh, Kevin Musket, uh, maybe a few too many red cards for him, forgetting temporarily who he actually played for, but uh, on, a, on a more serious note, mentioning Palace there as one of his career highlights as the playoff final, so uh, I think this will officially be the end of, of Kevin Musket talk, uh, possibly forever, Ross, so I think it's one we can uh, just let go through to the keeper, I think. Yeah, is it, uh, in your opinion, is it a good thing or a bad thing that he's out of the game now? Oh, I think, uh, look, Football needs characters, uh, especially in this day and age where it's it's a lot more sterile. But, uh, yeah, definitely uh, crossed the line. And I think uh, a somewhat ironic way that he went out with a with an eight-week suspension and a horrible, horrible challenge. And, uh, yeah, didn't really didn't really do, uh, you know, set the world alight at Palace. Uh, you know, I think it was uh, 50-odd appearances. I think he banged in a couple of goals. I think it was two in total. And, uh, no, I think we'll, we'll let him go. But... Um, as I said, uh, well, he does entertain, though, doesn't he? Like yeah, in a bad kind of way. Yeah, one of the characters, but yeah, I don't think anyone's going to shed uh, a tear too much. So, anyway, as I said, uh, every couple of weeks we might have uh, contribute a little bit of a segment, as long as we don't get kicked off the air, which uh, is a distinct possibility of happening. But uh, each time we're on, we may mention sort of the uh, the progress uh, of some of the uh, ex Palace players that are applying their trade down here in the A League or or close to our. Uh, you got their Paul Eiffel there at Wellington, Nicky Carl. But we might sort of discuss that in in future shows. But um, that's pretty much it for us now. We'll, we'll let you get back to the boys there in in London and uh, and looking forward to the game on uh, on Tuesday night, Wednesday our time, and and up the Palace and then I reckon we'll be safe. I think we're okay. Yep, definitely think we'll stay up this season and if we get a, a result at Portsmouth, I think our waveform will start to pick up and uh, we'll start to move up that table. That's it, looking forward to it. All right, everyone, thanks for listening and uh, as I said, if we don't get booted off, we uh, we may catch up with you again in a few weeks. Fantastic. See you guys. See you later. Bye. Hi, welcome back to Homesdale.net Radio. Um, I'm sure you'll agree that's fantastic, but I can't help get the feeling that I've heard them somewhere before. 
G'day. Hi, yeah, it's Tom from High Wycombe. Tomo. Yeah, listen, my brother, he's brought his mate along and he just stands so close when he talks. Space invader. Yes. The bloke who's all up in your grill when he's chewing the fat. Like hearing your words isn't enough, you need to feel them on his face. Exactly that. I mean, I've tried eating pickled eggs. It'll take a lot more than that to knock him off his stride. Seriously, you want to beat one of these leaners, you got to become a shouter. Just shout at him like he's in the next state. Thanks, I'll give it a go. Thank you. All right, give it a red hot crack, mate. Hooray! Your uncle was a space invader. Your auntie was a shouter. Foster's. Good call. <laughs> okay, that's good stuff. Um, thanks very, very much for that, uh, Ryan and Ross, and, uh, and hopefully you'll do some more for us again in the future. Uh, just to go through the contact details once more, you can give us an email on radio at homestale.net. Uh, call us up, uh, preferably a little bit later on, on 0208 123 You can text us a short message on 81696. Just uh, start your message with TXT space Eagles. You can find us on Twitter. Start your message with at Hull Radio, and that's twitter.com forward slash Hull Radio. And Homestale itself is on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash homestale.online. Okay, next up, you might have heard about the initiative, uh, the fill-up Selhurst Day, that's for the Barnsley game on the, the 2nd of April. Um, we've got Mark Jones on the line, who's, whose initial idea it was, and we're just going to quick Q&A with Mark to hopefully drum up a bit more interest. Uh, hi, Mark, how are you? Hello, mate, good, thanks, how are you? Yeah, good, sort of all right, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I'm just going to go straight in with the first question, mate, really. It's a fairly simple and straightforward one. It's, it's how and when did this idea come about? Um, just really thinking about it, a couple of, uh, probably a week, maybe two weeks before the Coventry game. Uh, it's been, uh, it's always good having a lot on the road. Um, we can have great support and we'll sell that probably tomorrow. Uh, we had a lot up yeah. at Coventry, we've had a lot at a few places, but I just thought it, it would be nice not to sit with 12, 13, 14,000 empty seats in cellars. So I just thought, what can we do about it? And I see the, um, the offer the Sun were doing. I thought, I don't think we can do much with that, but I know they're offering two tickets for 9.50. I was well, maybe we could do something in conjunction, pick one game, and everyone tries to get as many tickets with the vouchers, and then maybe Palace could do a, a cheaper deal, and just thought of it from there, really, put it up on the, the websites and see what happens. Yeah. Did you ever imagine yeah. it be picked up by the club? Um, yeah, I had a feeling it could, because uh, one of my mates, um, she was going to all the, like, the forum meetings and all that stuff, and uh, she, she works with Steve Parrish anyway. Um, so she said she was always going to bring it up and, and speak to the club about it for me. So I knew she'd speak about it. Well, I didn't expect them to, to come up with anything and do the uh, £10 deal for the adult tickets, which is good enough, really. Sounds brilliant, mate. Uh, what, what are your hopes for the day? Um, I'm really just... Uh, pack out, I mean obviously Barnsley are not going to sell out to lose out on 3,000 odd there, um, but yeah. just to get 21, 22,000, get it packed out, good atmosphere, good day before, everyone packing the pubs out all around the cellar, just get a good atmosphere going, but mainly obviously to get the three points and if people yeah. are going there and haven't been for a while, they, they're going because their mate's got them to get for a tenner, they go down, they see a good performance, we've got a good performance, get the three points and it might tempt them to come back because mm. yeah. end of the day, I mean it's only a 20 quid to get in anyway it's not over the top yeah. I mean the missus took the kids bowling earlier she took about four kids bowling it cost her about 100 quid mm, that's for, for one game and a bit of and there it is that's as good as it gets on this stage Nissan Townstar EV strikes again it's an unstoppable van unstoppable Look, just fantastic you can actually see the pro pilot technology in action effortless parallel parking it moves with all the confidence that comes with a five year warranty and with a bench full of all star van experts there's real strength in depth here that's all star quality search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all star van centre to see for yourself Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Food, you might as well take them at a football. It's uh, more of an education for them, isn't it? Yeah, I agree more. Mark, is there anything else that uh, Palace fans can do, obviously, rather than just buying tickets? 
Um, just to make sure it's a success, really. Because I think if we can make it a success, Palace might do it maybe once a season. I know they can't do it a lot. I mean, I'm a season to go on himself. Uh, they've been for years, but I, I think if you start doing it too much, I mean, season to go, I'll go well, I want them next year because I keep doing this and I'll get a cheap ticket for this, that and the other. Um, but yeah, if we can make it good, get 20, 21, 22,000, it might urge them to do it again. And I think it might urge just more people to come in and, and more maybe bills and family bills and all that kind of stuff. So hopefully... Um, this will realise that if I do a deal, it comes off. I know they've tried doing deals before and it's failed miserably, but it's never really been pushed that well. I mean, you, you only ever see it on the website and nowhere else. And not a lot of people go on that, really. Okay. That's right. Um, where do people sorry, look for more information? No, yeah. Go on. Ben, I just wanted to quickly interrupt on that point. Sorry, okay. mate. I'll talk over you. I'm just going to make the point. Um, one of the things, obviously, people can, can do is very very simple it's like it's you know just invite invite other people if you're a season ticket holder and a member i mean you know it, it sounds obvious but so many so many people i know who are palace fans were still not aware of this offer and it's so difficult obviously to get to get the word out there and i mean people still you go to the threads on on both websites people are still asking the questions that the club have quite well answered during you know on the yeah. website and and but people will still ask that question a page later on. You know, can I use both offers? Can I use this guest ticket? Can I use that? So I mean, it's it's there. Everyone's got to sort yeah. of help each other out. I, I think. I just just wanted to make that point before. Yeah, before I, mean, I think what could be good. I mean, let's be honest, all the Palace fans live in and around the radius of the ground. Like, let's be honest, like a six to ten mile radius. There's a big Palace contingent around there. I mean, everyone everyone's got a local more or less. I was thinking maybe there could be some posters, but I know the, the two pubs I regularly drink in, they'd be happy to put posters up just so passers-by might see it. Most yeah. people will know another Palace fan who's a season to go out, whether they're a Palace fan or not, they might think, oh, it's a tenner, I'll go along for that. They'll be all right. Absolutely. So maybe not posters, things like that. I know the new shopper, um, South London Press and Coin Advertiser, we're going to get on it a little bit closer oh, to the time, but they're all aware of it. I've, uh, we've contacted most of them, so... They're all going to start pushing it as well for us, which should hopefully help. That's great. Yeah. If anyone's got any ideas, I mean, just go on the threads on the BBS. Well, if you want me to see it, the BBS. Um, yeah. Yeah, just go on the thread there and just put your ideas there. Do any good. We're okay. trying. Um, we're trying to push them forward. Obviously, you've got the BBS and you've got the Homesdale. Where else do people look for information? Where can they go? Sorry, where? Um, sorry. Okay. That's all you cut out there. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Can you so. Say that again, mate. Yeah, I said, uh, obviously, you've got the homestand and you've got the BBS, but where, where can other people look for information? Where else should they go? Uh, well, obviously, it's on the official site, but I think that's been lost now. But I say the, the local papers are going to be doing it. I, I might contact a few more. I can't think of any of those. So if anyone knows any, post them up, and I'll, I'm more than happy to contact them, see if we can get it pushed in the press. Um, so I say that's the problem. Um, it's going to be a lot of word of mouth. You've got to have all, all season to go. We've all got, got 10,000. They've all got mates, and they look just... just see how many people we can get and just it's got to be spread around by word of mouth just try and get in the local press so if we can get posters up in pubs yeah. in and around the ground even if someone just prints some off of their own computer it's not got to be professional is it it's just a bit of A4 paper near the bar yeah. stuck on the wall people know about it Okay, Mark. Uh, sorry, mate. You're, you're cutting out a little bit yourself now, so we'll probably have to wrap this up. I think uh, Aaron had one last question. We'll give it a go. Yeah, uh, Mark, uh, do you have any confirmed plans to sort of further the idea along? Do I have, sorry? Any confirmed plans for, um, to promote the idea? Um, only really just the press and trying to get posters up, really. Um, no word of mouth. It'd be nice if Palace could like, stick posters up around in and around the ground as well, because there'd be a lot mm. of people who won't know about who are season ticket holders as well, so... If they could get posts out in the, in the toilets, just by the burger bars, just let's yeah. get out of there. I mean, there's certainly got to be a professional poster. I mean, especially if you're trying to get it in your local pubs and that or anywhere, it's a bit of A4 paper just telling people what it's about because yeah. having got to be a professional job and costing loads of money. Cause it, it'd just yeah. be nice just just Palace could put a few posters up in and around the ground as well just to let people know they're at the games that they can bring other people with them for a tenner. That's it. You thought of perhaps having having people standing at the ticket office as well. That's probably an idea. Um, but you know, obviously, yeah. I mean, I've offered we got... on the on the websites. I've offered to um, buy like twenty odd adult tickets and twenty kids tickets when I get paid yeah. next week, and people can sort me out or sort the money out. I'll sort the tickets out for them because it's unlimited tickets. I've got about eight season tickets I can use anyway, so I'm more than happy to pay it in my own pocket. 
and get people involved and if anyone's after us we just go on the BBS and it's Milky 87 and just send me a PM with what you want and I'll sort it that's fantastic I'll have one (laughs) 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 okay (laughs) well done nice one okay mate listen much appreciate your your time coming on now Um, it's you know Got to, obviously we're just going to try and promote this as best we can for you as well but um i really hope the idea takes off i mean i was in i was in the meeting myself and, and i know the club are behind it um because you know half of it was phil alexander's sort of suggestion to combine the two offers so i mean that was you've already got the, the support of the club and i'm sure michelle will help you out that with it with uh, with that as well so um listen yeah, mate thanks for coming on the, the critic here and that is going to help because that would have pulled in sixteen seventeen thousand anyway yeah. So the ten of an adult might even just I uh, just hopefully we can get twenty one, twenty two thousand and it'll be yeah. great. Sellers is always rocking. We only ever sell it when we play Man U's, your Arsenal's and it is always rocking. I know it's only Barnsley, but if it's filled up let's get it rocking again because that's worth an extra man to us. Nah, that's great mate. Listen, thanks so much and um good luck with it and um, you know, nearer the day we might well have you back on as well, mate. See how it's get see how you get Nice off. Yeah, no problem. Bye bye. Okay, that was Mark Jones there. That's that's fantastic stuff. Listen, we're going to go straight into to looking ahead at the uh, at the Portsmouth match. Obviously, that's that game is tomorrow night. It's um it's another another six pointer that's come along very very quickly. Although I wish mm, you really yeah. did actually get six points for it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I mean, just just a few little things. I mean, I'm just going to run through uh, the top top their top goal scorer is uh, Dave Nugent. Uh, Liam Lawrence is, is second on six there, and then you've got Kitson and Halford behind. Uh, sorry, Liam Lawrence on seven, and Kitson and Halford behind on six. You know, it's, they're a good team uh, with good players uh, who are but are paying paying very high wages. And, uh, and one of the the effects of that is is both Michael Brown and Richard Hughes just just don't play for them in the midfield anymore because if they're due wage increases, if they play another game, uh, the club is still in financial trouble. They've got a, an owner who is just effectively holding the club and he said he's going to sell to the right buyer. I mean, we, we've, we've heard that before and we know where we ended up. We went, went into administration. Although, to Simon Jordan's credit, we did end up with the right buyer in the end anyway. Um, yeah. You know, they've got a huge wage bill, but they're still signing, still signing some, you know, some premiership loans in, in Richie Delight and I think it's Jonathan Hogg as well from Aston Villa they've, they've signed. But... Um, I mean, that's just some sort of overall thoughts, really. And I think, Ben, you're going to you're talk a little about their recent form. Yeah. I mean, up until a couple of weeks ago, Pompey were on a bit of a freefall. You know, they haven't won since uh, December the 11th. And they, they went 10 games without a win, actually, until the 12th of February. Um, but now, coming into this game, uh, we're playing them on the back of two wins. Uh, so I think it's mm. time we stop them. Um, yeah. Yeah. We want to kind of bring them down into the mess that we're, we're in at the moment. And it's, it wouldn't take a lot, to be honest, to, to get them down with us. Okay, nice one, Ben. Um, very, very quickly, Aaron, uh, who are your, your players to watch on, on Portsmouth's team? Well, it, obviously, it's going to be definitely David Nugent scoring eight goals. He's a definite uh, threat in front of goal, although we have seen we have our defence sorted out now. Um, also, Liam Lawrence, he's 50-50 to play from what we've heard, but either way, if he does start, it's a definite threat because he has the pace and the ability to set up goals as well as score them as well. And... Then there is Dave Kitson. Interesting fact, Kitson, when he has scored for Portsmouth, haven't lost a game apart from the 4-1 thrashing they got from Palace, which is mm. good. And just <laughs> just a, a little <laughs> reminder, Hayden Mullins could be starting against okay. Palace, and if he's Palace way, he probably will end up scoring against us. So yep. just look out for that. <laughs> I did like your little fact there. Well done, Aaron, mate. <laughs> nice stuff. Okay, all of us, all of us, some quick predictions. I'm going to jump in first and be mean. I'm going to go with 2-0 Palace. Uh, ben? 1-0. 1-0 Palace. We're going to nick it. Uh, I'm going to go Albert. Uh, I've got to say 1-0. 1-0. And oh, yeah. Aaron? If Nick Miner, Albert. I'm going to go <laughs> board draw. I'll just go 0-0 because nothing else will really uh, smooth <laughs> okay that's great guys we're going to take a, a quick break for the uh, duck sauce song or duck soup as i called it last week and that's uh, mikey's cpfc edit of barbara streisand
Darren Ambrose. James Vaughan. Zaha David Wright Jermaine Easter Homestale Radio. Hi and welcome back to Homestale Radio. Uh, just a quick reminder of the contact details for you. It's the email address is radio at homesdale.net. Phone numbers 0208 123 Short text messages on uh, 81696. Start your message with TXT Space Eagles. Uh, and send us messages on Twitter. Uh, start your message with at Hull Radio. And the uh, link is twitter.com forward slash Hull Radio. Um, we're going to go straight into looking at the Reading match, uh, just to give you a few ideas on those. Um, I think, well, Joby McEnough, if he gets booked against Millwall, he'll miss that game. But that's really the only uh, sort of absent first-team players that I'm aware of. Um, you know, they're, they're a settled team now. Brian McDermott's done a good job there. Um, in terms of goal scorers, Shane Long is is way out in front on 13 goals, uh, way ahead of Jimmy Kebby and the evergreen Ian Hart on five. Uh, you know, strong team. We we've lost well the last game I remember up at uh, up at their place, sort of that we enjoyed really was when Victor Moses destroyed them. Um, but you know they're a good side, and I'm gonna gonna hand over to Ben for some news on form. Mm. Yeah, their last win was against Stevenage in January. Um, but they haven't had a lot of games. They haven't, sorry, they haven't lost a lot of games in the past few weeks. Only against QPR and Norwich. Um, you know they've had some tough games. In all fairness, they've played a lot of the top sides, and they got draws against Watford and Cardiff. So good results there. Uh, they drew against Sheffield United last Tuesday, uh, which we can definitely take positives from. We'll see if, as we've just beaten them. Uh, their last win in the league was against Doncaster on January the 15th. And it seems that we're kind of playing a lot of teams who haven't won a lot of games in the last few weeks, which is good. We're catching them on, on their bad runs, and hopefully we can nick three points off them. Okay, thanks for that, Ben. And uh, Albert, your sort of players to watch? Yeah, obviously Shane Long's having a, a good season, so you know it's probably a good time for our defence to be as uh, solid as it is, because he's always a handful. Obviously, Mac enough, mm-hmm. you know, should, like you say, he, he, there's an every chance he could be suspended. But if he plays, he's always a threat. He always seems to play well against us, you know, since he left. And uh, they've got Jem yeah. Karachan but back from uh, suspension, Turkish under-21 midfielder that's become a bit of a favourite, sort of tough tackling midfielder. So, um, And I've always rated Inger Marsen, personally, but you know he's yeah. not, a, uh, not a threat up top, but um, he might, okay. uh, you know, he's quite solid. Yeah, and, and threat from set pieces as well. Okay, that's great stuff, mate. Okay, just quick predictions again, guys. I'm going to go to Aaron first. Recent of Abdel, I'm going to go for 2-1 win. 2-1 win to Palace, okay. Ambitious. And 
then I'm going to go Ben. I'm going to nick a one or draw. Hmm. Okay, and Albert? Uh, surprise, surprise, I'm going to go for one nil. <laughs> Fair <laughs> dues. Oh, what the hell does that leave me? I'm going to go nil nil. Oh. <laughs> I don't believe the same predictions that, in a different order. It is, yeah. Yeah, we're going to get. <laughs> our predictions are predictable. There we go. Okay, that's great stuff. Um, just to let you know, we're going to have a open up the uh, open discussion fairly soon. Open up the open discussion. It's good. Anyway, <laughs> and um, so your calls and, and texts and emails will be more than welcome. Um, uh, the vote we're going to have, which we haven't introduced until now, is uh, basically we haven't lost at home since October the 30th. So do you think we're going to go the rest of the season unbeaten at Stellhurst? You can uh, text us on 81696, uh, start your message with TXT Space Eagles, and then yes or no, or email us or radio at homestale.net with the subject vote and yes or no. And, uh, yeah, okay, open discussion time. I think, Mikey, you were supposed to play a contact jingle before I started speaking. We want to hear from you right now. Call us on 0208 123 1646 or drop us an email radio at homestale.net. Okay, that's good stuff. So sorry about that. Um, <laughs> okay, emails so far. There's, a, there's an email that just says great show and it's from either Tally and Cat or Tally and Cat. I'm not <laughs> too sure about that. You think it's Tally? It's well, definitely people, Tally, yeah, I know it's Tally. Maybe it's from an alley cat. It could be. I mean, if you're not going to specify, I don't know. Anyway, um, what we've got up, also up next, is uh, I'm going to just hand that over to you, Albert, if you want to have a quick read of that in the text box there. Okay, I'll While doing a Davros, you. While I was doing a Davros impression. Yeah, have you got any answer to that? Um, I just fucking love Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> Smooth. Okay, there's a couple more for you. Do you want to pick up the next one there, Ben? Yes, right, we've got a, a text or an email in from Lewis Amigal. It says, who does the panel think and die looks most like? The Michelin Man or a Marshmallow? And also, do we think Lee Hills uses hair gel, hair wax or hairspray? Right, okay, and die. I think he looks more like a marshmallow out of the two, I'd say. Um, Lee Hills, definitely hair gel to get that, that kind of hairstyle going. Definitely hair gel. Actually, you'd probably put hairspray on top. I'll add to that, hair gel followed by hairspray. And hairspray. Oh, that's good stuff. Aaron, did you uh, see the last one there from Serial Thriller? If you want to read that out? Yep, is anyone intimidated <laughs> by Thor's massive tackle? <laughs> well, <laughs> um, yeah. I'm intimidated um, by it, but I also like to embrace it. Yeah, I think that's it's important to embrace his massive tackle. Do you know, there's a certain theme emerging from some of the contacts from certain <laughs> people. That's all I'm going to say on that. I better not read out what uh, Ben's next message on there was. So um, what we're going to do, we've had uh, Nick give us a call. Um, we're going to try and get hold of him again now. So if you just bear with us, we'll try and get hold of Nick. Hello. Hello, Nick. Chris Amblin. Hello. Amstel Radio. Hello, Nick. Hello, Nick. Hello, how are you doing? All right. Well, good, yeah. mate. You're, you're, you're on live. Live. Oh, excellent. How are you doing? All right. Yeah, all well, good. Yeah, it's going yeah. relatively insane today, but um, <laughs> you, you just uh, you yeah, called up. Say, that's... Oh, mate. Go on. Uh, yeah, season tickets. The uptake hasn't been that good from what I understand. Um, no. It's a bit of a shame, really. You know, don't that's what division we're in. You know, we still go to football. We still meet our mates in the pub. Or not, in my case, I'm a rage hangover, but never mind. Um, <laughs> it's all about the match day experience, and it's just really, really disappointing that, you know, not enough people kind of put themselves with to go next season. Yeah. You know, before Well, um, Well, I mean, I can say from uh, my, my visit to the club the other week, uh, I know that they're very disappointed, and obviously you don't they want to go too open on that, And um, but I think the season ticket sales are, are down... Including the people there, sort of, uh, who have got long-term tickets. I think we're down at about six thousand, possibly less than that. And obviously, that is a uh, is a concern now. The prices are on the way up, and you know, you, you've got to worry. And like you say, the, the primary thought can't really be what division we're going to be in. So I'm not really sure what it is. I, you know, I mean, yeah. I mean so Ben, sorry, you're going to. Yeah, I, if I could just jump in there, I'd say as sad as it is, 
you know people look at where we are on the table and they don't they don't want to come if they if we were guaranteed to stay up i think we'd we'd see people buying them and if we do stay up i think a lot more tickets will be bought in the summer um but yeah unfortunately people don't like to come when we're losing you know it's a sad fact but it's a true fact and if we were further up the league more more season tickets would be would be sold that's a definite yeah yeah well yeah, it'd be, be interesting to see what... No, you go on, Nick. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see going through the possibly did go around, what did go down, what the, what the ticket prices will be next year. Because, you know, cheapest price at the moment, what is it, 20 quid? Yeah. 25 mm. quid to get in? You know, that's you know that's pretty average to League One as well, isn't it? So it is. It's not well, like we're, you... we're overpriced them. If you, no, and if you look at it and, logically, um, there's, there's not going to be a huge change if we go down, because... Because you just can't make that decision uh, with a club our size, with the with what's already been sold, you can't. You know, the owners can't really change much. So no, no. one's really gaining uh, other than than avoiding watching lower division football. And if obviously if that's your priority, um, you know, fair enough. But uh, but hope you'd hope that, that wasn't people's priority. Sorry, Aaron, you were going to make a point. Yeah, if you know, we do continue to win and not lose at home. We mm. should be able to get more people through the gates because I think days mm. yeah. are people are afraid of going to watch a home game, bring your family, and you end up losing. It does sort of spoil your weekend in a way. You don't want to have to yeah. fork out money to watch a team lose. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, uh, it's, go, on. go on, Nick. Sorry, mate. Yeah, um, but, you know, I've, I've got a season ticket winning that is cheapest, and me and the two boys, it works out for three of us 20 quid a game. That's, that's pretty good value. You know, and it's that was where it does matter if they win losing but it's yeah. that 90 minutes everything else else is life whatever your are they're out the window and you know things I like about football is that you know you know I'm at work or whatever but for that 90 minutes you know for 22 we're just to get that escapism yeah no I can understand that I mean everyone has different priorities I suppose it's a good point. I think Albert was talking about it earlier. We get, we get, uh, we'll do a sellout in a pre-season game because Chelsea are playing, you know. And when you yeah, look yeah. at that, and you, and you just think to yourself, it's a game that doesn't matter. So you can't really, you know, at most it's interesting to see how the team's shaping up. But ultimately, it's 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 people out, you know, for a for a day out to watch these big players, and you just think. It's a worry that we've got that level of floating support that you've got enough people to fill that stadium. If you're playing Chelsea, but they're just they're just not interested. But you've got to, re- you know, it's it's down to personal choice. But I suppose you've got to say from the owner's perspective, they put their money where their mouth was to save the club, and there's there's a few too many, perhaps arguably that that aren't doing the same. Yeah. Okay. Um, Nick, you got anything else to add? Otherwise, we'll let you go, mate. But that's a very good point. Um, um just um, if Forrest Dilbert is. Uh, listen, I hope he's got his boiler sorted. <laughs> 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 oh, that sounds like an interesting story. Nothing ever seems to go right for him. Has he got that 15 quid back from Kenny Lunt yet? Yeah, I was listening to the earlier saying he bought loads of tickets. I thought, well, I hope he hasn't sold a certain person whose name I won't mention, but now... <laughs> <laughs> OK, mate, nice one. Well, thanks for that, Nick. And, Take um, care. Bye. Yeah, and you. Cheers now. Bye. Okay, looks like we're uh, looks like we're out of emails, guys. So I'm going to go on to some whole hot topics. Uh, one I picked out earlier, and I'm basically just going to read these out and, and come to you for some opinions. It's a really good little thread started by Lado, and um, he called it "Scunny equals Oldham Athletic." Now, all he really said in his opening post, other than than that as a title, was he had a horrible dream last night about Scunny doing an Oldham on us. Doubt our sleep tonight now, bugger. And uh, to give some bit of context to that, Elias of Homesdale said, I remember this very well. We were eight points above them with three games to play. We got a draw and then lost our last two games. The last game away at Arsenal. They won all their last three games, uh, in, in, including, I think, Manure. And we went down on goal difference. Sickening. Guys, do you, uh, I'll start probably with you, Ben. Do you, do you fear Scunthorpe in their games in hand? I, well, yeah, I do, to be honest with you. Um, I, I, I would say actually that um, they're a bit far, bit far down to overtake us at the moment. You know, we've got that five-point gap, and then we've got a little bit, a little bit further to Scunthorpe, one point more. So we're six points clear of Scunthorpe, mm-hmm. and I think it'd take a lot for them to overtake us uh, in the current situation. Now, I don't know about their runner games coming up, but I think 
at the moment, the way that we're playing at home, um, obviously it's our away form that's letting us down, but if we can sort out the away yeah. form, which I think we're more than capable of doing, we can push further away and I think we'd be, we'll be miles away from the relegation zone come, to the, come the end of the season, I hope. OK, mate. Uh, Albert, any thoughts on that? I've got to say, I've had worse dreams than Scunny beating us uh, in a relegation <laughs> battle, but um, I think... Uh, <laughs> I know they've got the games in hand, but you know everyone. Everyone assumes, you know. I, I know I've done it. You know, everyone assumes that you win your games in hand. You know, and they're down there for the reasons, you know, that they're not very good. So just because they've got the games in hand doesn't necessarily mean they're gonna, you know, get the points. Um, I'd, I'd be more worried about, about Sheffield United, to be honest, rather than Scunthorpe. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's not like they're in great form, but I suppose it's it's the Palace way. You know, you just kind of you can't help but think, can you? Aaron, did you any any, any thoughts to add on that? Yeah, I think Scunthorpe, they have, let's face it, since they've come up to the Championship, they have been down in the bottom for nearly all the season they've been up. And Plus, they've still got to come to sell us and play us. So I definitely think we can win that. They do have, I believe it's two games in hand, but still, that's, mm. you don't really see them as a threat. As Albert said, I would be more worried about Sheffield United than Scunthorpe. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, it's a big ask for them to make up that gap. Okay, guys, that's great stuff. Um, just one last little topic, um, and it was it was a good thread about which players do we miss the most, uh, started by Mars. And what he did, he said, uh, looking at a Palace programme from early last season, he's realised the number of players no longer with us. And it's quite a list there. What I'm going to do, guys, I'm going to read the list, and I just want you to pick a name out. It's The, the list starts with Clint Hill, and there's Sean Derry, Jose Fonde, Nick Carl. Victor Moses, Matt Lawrence. I don't know why I laughed when I said that. Alan Lee, Danny Butterfield, and Johnny Ertle. Ben? Oh, that's a good list, actually. Um, I was a big fan of Nicky Carl, actually, when he was playing. I know a lot of people weren't so much, but uh, out of that list, I think I'd go for Clint Hill or Sean Derry. Uh, let's go Clint Hill, just because he was such a presence at the back. Um, he was a really good player, really solid. I think him, him and Paddy McCarthy were a great partnership at centre-back. OK, cheers, Ben. Albert? Uh, I think yeah, I think they're all all great players. That, you know, we miss them all in a way. But you know, Victor Moses, I think, is a, a talent that comes along very rarely. You, know, you can replace a, a Sean Derry easier than you can replace a Victor Moses. Um, so yeah, I'd plump for Vic. Okay, mate, and Aaron. Uh, I'm going to go with Danny Butterfield. He must have been at the club for donkey years, as long as I can remember. And yeah. he added that different perspective as a defender. We know we've got Nathaniel Klein and everyone else now and David Wright and the likes of them but Danny he had a different way of doing things and I saw him against Man United for Southampton absolutely brilliant and of course when he scored that hat trick that was a day to remember okay that's great stuff thanks Aaron just going to pick up on uh, one more email um, it just says one just wondering any new idea on expats putting, putting some money into the club via tickets for schools etc we did okay with an admin that's from John Heffernan now I can answer a little bit about that, and I know I know the guy's name. I think on Homesdale is Pizza Pat, who had started that. And all I can really say on that is, if you want to, you ask that question of him, uh, send him a private message on Homesdale because I know the website for that shut down. It was a great idea getting expats to put money in um, and just you know get tickets for schools. I'm not quite sure why it ended. So so John, if you want to contact uh, Pizza Pat on on Homesdale, I'm sure he'll give you a bit of an update on that. Um, I've got some more emails. I'm just going to have to read out the last one. It says, what do we want tomorrow, Scunthorpe or Sheffield? Which is a very good question. Oh, that's a good question. Jack Saunders. I mean, obviously, I'm going to say draw, and I think we'll probably all stay the same. But the question is one or the other. So if you've got to pick one, Aaron, who would it be? I'm going to say Scunny. Yeah, it's got to be Scunny, surely. Scunny are below Sheffield, so we have to go for Scunny. Hmm. Albert, I think I'd like it to end in a 22-man brawl that results in a 10-point <laughs> deduction for each side. <laughs> I think that is the Good correct answer. answer. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> okay, guys, before we... Um, I'm just going to give you the, the uh, um, result of the text vote. It's not a massive uh, contribution there, but basically I've probably forgotten the question, guys. Does anyone remember the question? Can we go the rest of the season unbeaten at Sellers? That was it. I've got it. I'm fine. I'm fine. Don't we talk about um, The answer is an overwhelming no. 64% of people so say pessimistic. no. It is. Oh, it's just dear. terrible stuff. I mean, you know, <laughs> we're definitely going to beat Cardiff. Definitely. I mean, what, sure. what, you know, yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
All right, and um, well, I suppose just a quick review of the predictions from last week in Furhad's absence. Um, I mean, you know, I, someone did get the answer right, but it wasn't me. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 it was me actually. Um, yeah, I got that right with one nil. It was, it was you, wasn't it? I mean, I am still two one ahead. <laughs> Furhad definitely still has zero. Yeah, that's zero. Zero. Yeah. If you're listening. Zero. <laughs> Okay, just thought we'd uh, mention that. Anyway, that's that's probably enough for today. We're trying to keep it to a uh, a very 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 tight hour. We've gone two minutes over, and as Mikey says, all the Glee fans have gone. So probably uh, probably just say our goodbyes here. So first of all, I'd say thank you to Ben. Thank you, Ben. Thank you very much. Cheers. I'm going to say thank you to Albert. Thank you, Albert. No problem. And thank you to Aaron. Cheers, mate. It's all good. Up and the Eagles. I'm gonna <laughs> that's the spirit I'm going to say one last thank you to Mikey because he has been crying over me ne- never mentioning him apart from when I swear so thanks Mikey for your efforts today thanks to everyone who contributed um, yeah. obviously feedback on the thread on the whole um, which, you know, we, we've tried something a little different this week um, next week we're going to speak, be speaking to a member of the trust about the training ground we'll be looking ahead to the Burnley match and we'll, we'll be joined again by Furhad if we let him back after the wonderful performance from Aaron and from Albert. So thanks very much. Come on, Glee's on. And we'll speak to you again. <laughs> Sorry, mate. <laughs> we'll speak to you again soon. Cheers now. Bye. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.